The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. Another episode of Positive Talk Radio. I am so happy to be here today. <laughs> I have got somebody on with me today that uh, she's been on before, but she is uh, so dynamic that it's worth having her on all the time because she's really, really good at what she does. And that is uh, Sasha Morozov. And she is, is that right? Did I? Yes. I did it. <laughs> I, you did it. You did it. That was twice in a row. You have no idea how earthly, how difficult that is for me. In any event, um, you are here and you are, you know, yesterday was a big day for you, wasn't it? Not just for me, but for all mamas out there. That's right. It was Mother's Day. And if you're still recovering, I get it. Because let me tell you, I'm normally the one getting up with the kids. And yesterday, since I didn't, it was false advertisement for my body that my body thought this morning that I would also get a second day in a row to sleep in. Not the case. It was a tough morning getting up this morning. Oh, I'll bet. You know, I have a, I have a good friend that uh, she's the mother of four. And uh, she's she as all mothers do from time to time, she felt like she wasn't necessarily being honored the way that she would like to be because she was slaving away, making breakfast for everybody. And, and mother's day, that's not a big deal. That's just a, just another day, but she wanted to be, and, and, you know, I think most women would like to be celebrated at least one day of the year. Don't you think? Uh, way more than one day a year in my book. I'm just saying, you know, Oh, I know. And uh, so she, so I talked to her yesterday and she said it was a fabulous day. Her boys made her pancakes and, and they had a great morning and, and she felt vindicted and, and, uh, um, and was celebrated, uh, which, which is what, uh, you know, and I would, would really like to expand it to include, I think we need a, a grand feminine day. Uh, a day that works for all women and celebrate women. We can have a separate day to celebrate men. Uh, but uh, I, I think that because you guys, even if you don't have kids yet or you're not going to have kids, you're still the caretaker, aren't you? Absolutely. And I just want to mention there is International Women's Day on March 8th, oh. which in in not even just Los Angeles, in the U.S., we really don't celebrate to the extent that other countries do like for me growing up from like growing up in russia and things like that it is a very big deal even now to the russian community like people still buy flowers for women on march 8th and it's gotten better here in terms of like there's um 
There's some celebrations in the bigger cities, but yes, March 8th is also a day that better be at least in my partner's calendar to make sure that he is celebrating me just for being a woman. <laughs> exactly. And you guys deserve to be celebrated for just being a woman. By the way, I did want to mention uh, that since that you've got deep ties in, 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 in Russia and in that part of the world, I hope everybody's okay and everybody's going to be safe. Thank you. I so appreciate that. I think uh, the longer a war goes on and atrocities happen across the globe, we kind of tend to shut our eyes, but we and I for sure try to just stay mindful of any way that we can contribute to bring in more peace or helping the refugees as a result of all of this craziness that has been going on. It's it's so sad. You would think that by now we would figure things out a little bit better. There'd be a little bit more peace in the world and just the amount of casualties and lives disrupted is just unfathomable. So. You know, and what's interesting in that part of the world, um, Russian people exist on both sides of the border. Absolutely. And, and of you course. Can, and you guys are very close to being, you know, really, really uh, blood brothers, really, in 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 that part of the world, because, you know, and so it's, I, I, it's hard to understand. But I hope everybody in your world is safe and uh, and that everybody's doing OK. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. And what's interesting with that is my as we wrap up this part so we can get into the more of the fun stuff and positive talk is the fact that Soviet Union really, it only fell apart in the early 90s. So most people were already born by the early 90s. And what that means is most people still look at it in some ways, at least, that it feels like it's still one in its way. And I know that many countries declared independence and rightfully so, and all of this stuff. But in a way, it still, it does feel like a torn family in some ways. I, I couldn't agree more. And I'm, I, for one, am of the belief that we are all one and that uh, regardless of where we live or who we love or what we look like, that we should all be kind to each other and, and really be helpful to each other and not hurt each other. And, yeah. and preach yeah. it, preach it, preach it, Kevin. Yes. <laughs> yes. We need more. We need more of the positivity in the world, which is why we're here. That's hopefully, exactly right. Hopefully we can plant that seed for others. Exactly. And, and it, it's, it begins with a message and it begins one at a time. And, and if we can put this out there and if, if people uh, like it and they share it and, uh, and they share our conversation that we're going to have today, that would be, that would be wonderful. And I, and I hope people do. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So I want to talk about my friend, Sasha, because is it Sasha or is it Sasha? I suppose if, if you're in the great Northwest, it's, it's Sasha or something. I don't know. Either way, it's totally fine. Sasha is perfect. And you are, first of all, you are a mother, you are a wife, and you also have a master's degree in uh, social work. Yep. Um, and, and you worked in uh, nonprofits for 15 years. You're now a coach for women, uh, predominantly uh, uh, mothers, because they have got, I don't know, and we've talked about it before, but it bears repeating. 
I don't know how mothers put it all together and to, and to survive on a daily basis. It's just beyond me. I'm telling you, we're superhumans. And the yes, thing you is, are. <laughs> really because I, I don't know if we feel like there's just no other way. So we just do it. When you're just in it, you're in it. Just like those sleepless nights when there's a baby born. If I had to have sleepless nights right now, oh my goodness, I, I wouldn't know right from left, up from down. But somehow I did it. And somehow millions and millions of women continue to do it. So I think part of it is that when you're in it, you are in it. Which is also why I think coaching is so important. Because when you're in it, you can't also, in a way, see what's really happening on the outside as well. And having that outsider, having somebody else's, like, not just opinion, but perspective that knows what they're doing can be such a guiding light to just help get out of this reactiveness, get out of this just go, go, go all the time to make sure that there's solid foundation in place so that way you are living your healthy, peaceful life. And even if it's just somebody that understands you and gets you and that you can bitch to, uh, because we all need somebody in our lives that can, can give us a different perspective because we get caught up in our own perspective and, and it, we, it, we end up with blinders on a lot of times. Uh, yes. Don't you? yes. Yes. Especially just being heard. Being heard is so important for anybody listening. Whether you have a partner, a child, whoever, everybody just wants to be heard. One of the things I always hear from moms is that, you know, like I'm scared. My kid says they don't like themselves. Let's just use an example, right? Or they have no friends or, you know, nobody likes them at school or things like that. And they always tell me that they're like, no, but I love you, little Johnny. And don't worry, blah, 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 all of this. And what I say to them is the same thing that I would say to them if they said it to me, which is that you just want to be heard. Little Johnny doesn't need you to tell him that everything's going to be okay. Little Johnny just needs you to sit next to him and say anything, even if it's just, I'm sorry, that's what you're going through. Do you want to tell me more? Exactly what I do for moms, I hope that some of it resonates and that they're able to pass it on to their network and their, especially their immediate family, because that creates so much more of a stronger bond, not only with our own families, but with our communities. And that's when we actually get to have some more of those deeper conversations. Exactly. Well, with kids, especially it's, you know, they've, they've never gone through this before generally speaking it's the first time for everything for them and when they're getting you know uh, when they feel like they're uh left out and 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 they're feeling bullied or or whatever now now keeping in mind that bullying is different uh in in my mind if somebody is actually bullying your child you need to take action and to take steps to protect their your child at least that's my opinion what do you think I think it it also definitely depends on the situation that it's in. And I think that sometimes, especially as kids, they get worked up. So they want to just say something. And then we automatically fly into the principal's office and all of this. And I just say, that doesn't mean you don't do it. It just means try to learn more. Try to just learn more of the situation. Because what I see happen, we fly into the principal's office and the principal office says, well, did you know X, Y, Z? 
and then you're really caught off guard. So take action, but take action after you know kind of everything that's happened. So that way the action you're taking is appropriate for the situation. And that if somebody is obviously being bullied in any way or physical abuse, mental abuse, anything like that, that is not okay. That is why we have so many policies in place that we try to prevent as much as we can. And yes, you should be holding the school responsible if it's happening at school or if it's happening, you know, part of a uh, like a activities act, like sports or things like that. There's so many ways that we can help support our children. And especially in today's society, especially with social media, there I believe there really does need to be some sort of, you know, just oversight on everything when it comes to your children, even if they're tweens, because I know that's when a lot of them really want the individual attention as well. Yes, indeed. Although I will, I will uh, put a caveat out there because my ex-wife did this and it caused an enormous amount of trouble for my son. If you have a, a son or daughter in sports and they are not getting the perceived playing time that you think that they should be getting, because after all, they're your little Johnny and your John, little Johnny is perfect in every way. And they're not getting the playing time or they're sitting on the bench or and they're unhappy about sitting on the bench. Don't call the coach, please. <laughs> Let That is a great lesson to be learned for your child that not everything should be given to them. And the coach has them sitting on the bench for a reason. They're not good enough. They're not working hard enough. They don't have the right attitude. They can't learn the play, whatever it is. Don't call the coach because what ends up happening is the coach then has to call the, call the player in to find out what's going on. And then, but th then they're, they're kind of, they kind of wash their hands of it in some cases. So do you agree with that? Yeah, I will say my husband coaches my son's, uh, like he plays soccer, he plays basketball. He really loves to, to be a coach. And I kind of see it firsthand in that way. And I agree in the sense that, you know what, they're just, they're not going to be the best at everything. And there may be very, very few that video games may be what they're best at. And that's okay because they'll figure it out. Okay. So they're not the number one soccer player. They're not the uh, straight A student. That's okay. Give, make sure they have obviously the tools they need to succeed. Make sure that if you, you are, what you're in control of is making sure they get to that soccer practice on time, making sure that they're not hungry, right? Before practice, that they have water with them so they're able to rehydrate. Those are things that are in your control. And that's actually one of the things I work with women on all the time, which is just making sure to reframe things instead of saying, okay, let's call the coach and do all of this. It's reframing and saying, okay, what's, what's happening? Do they have enough of a break even between school and activity that you have control over? Even if you're not the one that's able to pick them up to give them that break, maybe there's somebody else that can, or, you know, you carpool or figure things out. But there, those are certain things you can do to control, to make, set them up for success as much as you can. But the actual individual actions and, you know, physical ab abilities and all of this stuff that comes along, that's, 
that's out of your control. So we shouldn't be getting involved in those type of things. Now, your husband is a coach, so this is perfect. Uh, this is, and first of all, I would like to uh, congratulate him on being a coach because that is that is a great way to give back to the community. And uh, if you enjoy doing it and your kids involved, I have the utmost respect for anybody that wants to get out there and take their own time and and coach kids to do to do well. And uh, um, and and but the one thing that I know it comes to to uh, your husband's in his world, there are people who will put their kids in sports not because the kid wants to play sports, but because mom and dad want him to play sports because for whatever reason, he, they want him to get a scholarship in college when he's seven years old. It's like, he's going to be great um, and stuff. So it's also got to be an activity that the kid would like to, or the child would like to participate in and feels passionate about. And if they don't go find what they are passionate about and then support that. Do you agree with that? Oh, yes. With a caveat. And the caveat is, if it's a season, I would still encourage you for them to go through the season because then it feels like a whole completion. Because when you try like one class and then you're like, oh, well, they didn't like it. Well, pick a time. Make sure you discuss it with you know, your kid, because maybe it's like karate. There's really no season, right? It's just like you go to karate and you go two times a week or once a week for you can go till your black belt, right? So it just depends on the activity for sure. But with that, if it's an activity that doesn't really have kind of like a season, I would encourage just to have a conversation of how long that is for you. And for every family, it could be different. For a family, it could be, hey, try for a month. And for a family, it could be try for three months. Obviously, not for such a long time. But when you have that kind of time frame around it, then you could really make an educated decision because whatever you believe for your family is long enough for them to really be able to experience it. Because Come on, how many of us now, if you said, okay, go to this new class or go try this new thing and it's totally foreign to you, you know, or like uh, learn computer programming, you know, like something totally foreign <laughs> to so many people like, nope, but you need to be a coder. You need to, you need to learn this new, you know, zeros and ones and all of that kind of stuff or crypto, you know, like all of that stuff, right? We probably would feel a little lost and we probably would have some hesitation around it as well. So, you know, understanding kind of a full cycle of it. Now, I will say that uh, in my in my opinion, and I, I'm talking more than you are, um, but I, I want to ask you your opinion on this. I, I think it's important that um, Johnny comes to you and says, I really want to play baseball this year. I haven't really played it before. I'm 10 years old, but my my buddy Johnny's going to play it and I'd like to I'd like to play baseball. Terrific. We'll sign you up for baseball. Here's the deal. If you sign up to play baseball, you're going to play the entire year for the entire season. I'm not going to let you quit in the middle of it if you decide it's too hard or you you can't throw enough or or you're sitting on the bench or whatever it is. Do you agree with that? 
Yes, absolutely. Involving your child is so important. Not just, oh, you want to do this? Okay, great, let's do it. But having much more of that deeper level conversation of, do you understand that this means that there will be practice once a week? Do you understand that this means we have to travel for games? You're going to have to give up half of your Saturday because maybe the games will be far away or things like that. So they truly understand what they're signing themselves up for. So everyone's on the same page about the level of commitment or even saying, you know what, you are already doing two other activities for you. This will be a little too much for us because as a family, we value having time and having you in three activities will just decrease that amount of time. So which activity do you want to pick? So that way, we make sure that you're able to give fully to that activity. Because what I see happen a lot is people just dump an extra an extra activity or an extra tutoring or extra this, extra that. And then I hear moms saying all the time, I don't have time. I'm taking them Mondays this, Tuesdays this, Wednesdays this, Thursdays this. And my question is just why? Because it, really, who has the power then and who has the control? You do. You have the control to say, you know what? We're going to do three activities, two activities, whatever fits your lifestyle. You know, my uh, my youngest son, when he was playing football, uh, he got in with a, a bit of a wrong crowd and he decided midway through that he was going to quit. So he comes to me and he says, Dad, I'm going to quit the football team. And I said, but you know, you do understand what the repercussions of that are, do you not? And he said, what do you mean, daddy? And I said, well, if you quit the football team and then you decide you want to go back, you may never play regardless because you were a quitter. And uh, the coaches don't like somebody that isn't committed. They want you to be committed to the sport. And so he said, "I okay, I get it. So he quit. And, uh, and uh, rather than... He was, uh, what was he, 15, 16? So, you know, it's his it's his decision at that point. Uh, he's got to make that. And uh, so he did. But then the next year, he decides to go back and play again. And I and exactly what I what I told him would happen would happen. They didn't they didn't trust him. They didn't feel like he was going to be there for them. And so uh, they didn't they didn't play him very much. And and uh, he sat on the end of the set. But to his credit. That season, he played the entire year. So, so, and that was the lesson. Yes, kids need to learn a lesson. And if you involve them early on, then hopefully they get those lessons at 15 or at 10 versus at 30 and when they're quitting a job and realize that their savings actually only last you know, one month and they need to, they call their boss again and say, Hey, can I come back to the job even though I hated it? And all of that, that, you know, they would plan differently as the older they get. And sadly, I don't want to scare anybody, but that's when they go to the bank of dad and say, daddy, I, I don't have any money because I quit my, it's like, oh, geez. So I, I've, I've had those discussions because, you know, your, your kids, no matter how old they are, they're still your kids and, and, uh, and you still need to help them if they, if they run into troubles and all that kind of stuff. But enough of that. Let's talk about you. Uh, because uh, one of the things that you do and you teach in your coaching program is balance. 
is doing having balanced so that you don't get overwhelmed with all of this stuff. And you were talking about it, about the number of activities that a kid is, if they're, if they're, they're overwhelming the family and you don't have balance, it's not good for anybody, is it? No. How, and how good could it possibly be for them to literally run around from school to activity, to dinner, to shower, to homework, to this, to that. We just live in a culture and society that praises busyness. Like, if you talk to anybody, hey, how's it going? It's good. What are you up to? Oh, I'm just so busy. I'm just so busy. That is like such a staple of who we are as Americans, in my, in my, in my humble opinion. And what I do instead is try to say, no, being busy does not equal being productive, number one. Being busy does not equal success, number two. And being busy does, does equal stress, does equal for you to have less time and abilities to focus on your values that you know yourself that are like really your guiding compass. So that's where we really start is trying to unravel this busyness, trying to see what is really some of this fluff of just feeling that you should be doing something things that are actually taking up the most of your time and what is missing. So that way we can shift it and add what's missing to that space that was like built with the busyness that now we're learning and figuring out ways how to remove it or adjust it or figure out because guess what? Life is not perfect. So if you have a very demanding job and let's say, oh, let's say you're an accountant, right? Tax season, and you're an accountant that does taxes. Tax season is going to be crazy. No matter what, it's going to be crazy every single year. I'm not here to say, well, you should still leave at five o'clock, even though it's tax season, because you need more balance. No. What I would say is, let's plan that January to April 14th or whenever tax day is, that the, you don't have other things planned during that time. So you can be busy with work because that is what you need right now. And then the other months, you're, you're doing things more for yourself. So it's also, that's why I love the one-on-one -on -one because it's really personalized because that way we can really build around what your life looks like. Which is really, really, but how do you, how do you coach people when they have no earthly idea why how their life got to be out of control the way it is and how do you get them back on track? I think the simplest, simplest way to start is the fact that people know what they want and they know what they don't want. I, I've never had like a first meeting with a client of where they just said, okay, so what, what do I do? I, it's always like, oh my gosh, I want more sleep. I don't get enough sleep. I am. I have too many projects at work, and my kids are telling me I'm. I'm just on my phone all the time when I'm with them. Like, there's. It just comes up. Most of the things that I see really revolves around mom guilt. A lot of times, really revolves around the lack of time or responsibilities. And a big thing that we talk about is also relationships. Because especially if you have a partner in the home, how we mentioned earlier, women are the natural caretakers. 
So we're the ones not only trying to do the work and the life at home and organize activities, but also the chores and cleaning and all of this. So we kind of look at holistically everything and also seeing, okay, well, what are some ways that others can assist or what are some things we can take off? What, how can you start to really focus on the fact that you want X and that really matters and that it matters enough for you to give up or to remove something else from your life? Now, question for you, because uh, um, do you find in your work that th- that most partners are supportive when when they come to this place and they say, I can't do this anymore? Do you find that most of most partners are supportive in that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think I always say this is that I believe I truly believe your partner wants to help. They just don't know how and that the, their way of helping and giving is different than what you as a woman may be looking for. Not always, don't get me wrong. There are some like amazing relationships and God bless you. However, most of the time what I see is that, okay, if I tell my husband to do X, he'll do it. If I tell him he needs to pick up the kids, he'll do it. But I have to be the one to tell him to pick up the kids. Otherwise, he's not going to remember or it's not even going to occur to him that, you know, I have a late meeting. But if he has a late meeting, he doesn't have to tell me to pick up the kids because I know, you know, like it's just this kind of like cycle. And what's funny enough, I was once giving a talk and uh, uh, a male came up to me after and he was like, I love what you're saying. Do you have something for men? I said, I'm sorry, at this time, you know, I'm only working with women. He's like, but we need this too. He's like, I want to know how I can help my wife to do this because I know that she needs this and I know I'm not helping her in the way she wants it to be done. Exactly. Are you familiar with the book, The Five Love Languages? Oh, yes. Acts of service right here. (laughs) And uh, talk about that a little bit on on how we can have that disconnect. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. So, look, we're all human. We're all built differently. And we know that. And outside of the five love languages, which I highly, highly recommend to read, is the fact that our partners are not mind readers, okay? They may be used to doing things a certain way. So for them, it might be that, you know, they'll just they'll just hire somebody to uh, to come paint the house and they think that that's, you know, their way of contributing when you wanted to do it, paint the house in the way of together and that it would be a nice project. It's connection for you. Or they'll think that, you know, if they just come and tell you exactly what needs to be done while you just really want a hug, that there there's a total miss miss on that or that for mother's day maybe your partner thinks that they can they need to buy you a very expensive gift when in reality you just want to sleep in or you just want something else so it's constant 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 communication and especially in the fact of when you know you have a partner and then you have kids, you're adding so much more to your life of things that you need to discuss. Decisions now that you need to probably make together. There's a lot of decisions that you know you could make on your own, 
but still some of the bigger ones. And what happens, especially for religion or especially for like schools or activities, you know, pe people usually want both, uh, both sets to be involved on what, what those decisions are. And what happens is that they're not hearing each other because what you believe you're communicating, which is your value and what, why you're choosing something is just going in one ear and out the other because they're not able to hear you the way that you're saying it. So how do you get them to open up their ears or how do you get them to say it differently? Yes. So one of the things I talk about with clients or with women in general is the fact of start small. Okay. Do, if you're going in to talk to about like, should we have another child or not? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, like too big of a conversation to just like randomly stop by and say, hey, by the way, so what do you think? Or should we go for number three, four, five? You know, like start small. So that way you can just, it doesn't feel like your defenses will come up instantly if they say something else. Start small in conversations of, do you feel like if you want another child, right? And you want to have that conversation, start small of like, hey, do you just feel, do you feel like our family's complete? Just something small instead of just like, you know what? I want, I'm thinking we should have another baby. Like something totally big that is going to not just throw them off course but they're just gonna be like no no i don't think that i'm over 40 and ta -da -da -da. all of this stuff that usually comes up as a reaction as reactive so i always say start small start getting into the habit of communicating think about what is it that's coming up that you can talk to them about this weekend so you don't have to wait till that morning and ask them to pick up the kids that day Tell them on Sunday, hey, I'm looking at my schedule. It looks like Wednesday I have this thing after work. Or you know what? This Wednesday I'm going out with a girlfriend. That's right. Do it. And instead <laughs> of feeling like, oh, I can't go out with her because I don't know if, you know, my partner's going to be around. Like, do it. But just make sure your partner knows ahead of time. Put it on their calendar. That's not micromanaging. That's just being thoughtful. I know I would want to know ahead of time versus sitting around with dinner and then my partner's not coming home because he has, you know, a work thing or something and I had no idea, right? Like it's just being about a good human in a relationship. So when we just start simple, start small, we're able to make those big leaps because we get the traction and we keep going. And don't start that conversation about having another child when you're driving. <laughs> you could go flying off the road. It's like, what? You know, <laughs> I thought we were complete. You know, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, but that's, you know, who do, who do you think should, should have the greater say in a, in a, in a, in a family of, of how many children you have, as an example? How do you come, how do you come up with that? Oh, wow. That's a tough one. Every couple's yeah, different. Is. Every couple's different. And, you know, we have to also recognize where some of our bias may come from, such as the way that we were brought up. Because if we were brought up in, as a, you know, brought up to that children are a blessing versus brought up as children are here to work or, you know, like they, we have to take into consideration kind of the narrative that we've been taught 
and how that affects the way that we look at the world as well. So, and honestly, it's don't do rock, paper, scissors to have another child or not. <laughs> that's probably not a really good idea. Yes, that's probably not, you know, um, but it takes time. It takes time because the last thing you want is, you know, to bring a child into the world and then, you know, spend the next 20 years being grumpy about it. So. Well, and, and when you're, you know, as an example, if you're an over 40 year old guy and you're going, when this child is 20, I'm going to be 60. Uh, that's, you know, and it's not the end of life, but it's clearly you can't do things at 60 that you could at 40 and stuff. Yes. So, and, and, and that's literally, that's literally my husband with our youngest. And he's like, but I want to play basketball with them. By the time they're 20, I'm going to be 60 and then I'm not going to be able to play as good basketball. I'm like, I don't know if that's my first thing I would think about, but you know what? I get it. I get it. Everybody's different. That's his priority. He wants to make sure he can still beat his kid when he's, you know, 20 at basketball. Well, you, you would like to think, but uh, I can tell you for a fact that your kids get bigger and stronger than you will. Because as you're shrinking, they're growing. Um, yes. So, you know, it, but, but, you know, it, it, it does make it difficult. And uh, so, you know, and, and plus the fact if it's, if you've got two boys and you say, we want a girl and then you, what happens if you get another boy? Oh, I've heard that so much. I've heard that a lot. I, I've noticed, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just LA, but I've noticed a trend about the three kids and especially in the families of where they have two of the same. And it's interesting when you're like, oh, third, what is it? And they're like, oh, third girl. Yay. <laughs> you know, I, I feel sorry for the guys that have got like three or four girls and they were trying for a boy and they never got one. And now they've got three or four weddings to go through and all that kind of stuff. Well, the, the girls love their dad. So there you well, go. Well, that is true. I, I, I have two boys and, and quite frankly, they could really give a rip at this point in time. <laughs> it's provided that unless they need money <clears throat> and then they come <laughs> and see me when they need money. Baby steps, baby steps. Start yeah. small, Kevin. Start small, okay? That's too late. They're thirty-one and thirty-four, so they're they're grown-up men now. So they're they're gonna do their own thing. So, but it's it's great. By the way, go to Sasha. She's Sasha X Home at dot com, and you can find all about of Sasha and what she does and the work that she does. She works predominantly with moms with women to help you organize yourself so that you're not feeling overwhelmed because you were, you was one of them's, wasn't you? Oh, I still am. Okay. Let's be clear, <laughs> right? There is no perfect person. I for sure definitely have laundry that needs to be folded exactly as we speak and all of that other stuff. But the difference is I've been able to truly let go a lot of the expectations of the guilt of the, you know, I should be doing this. And just that has enabled me to just enjoy life more to kind of clearly focus on what is it? Who am I? I think some of the things I've heard, you know, from clients, from others is just who am I now? Because I've just been so busy being busy. And that's where I come in and say, well, let's do that. And guess what? Maybe some of the things you loved in your twenties, not going to be the same thing now. I can tell you, I loved in my early 20s, I loved going out at night and like, you know, like hanging out with girlfriends till whenever. And it was so fun and all of this. 
Now, if somebody's like, let's do a nine o'clock dinner, I'm like, nine o'clock, people, come on, you know? So nine o'clock, it's almost bedtime. Right? I'm like, come on. But guess what? That doesn't mean that that's the only way to connect with people. You know, and that's where I really come in and say, yes, you may be longing for, you know, what I hear a lot is like, you know, when I was by myself, I could read a book, I could go hiking and all of this. I say, you can still do that, but maybe there's other things right now just to get back to who you are, you would enjoy more, which is maybe being social because a lot of us, because we really see the people we see is like because of our kids, you know, the activities or, you know, family dinners and all of the stuff that like a lot of those social relationships, it takes so much more work because now it's like, oh, well, I don't know if she's free. And then getting more than two people together takes like a month to plan in itself. Right. So there, it's just life looks a little bit different the older you get and the more things you have going on in your life. So that's why I say, well, yes, maybe before reading a book would be great, but you know, maybe it's just meeting up with a girlfriend. That's what you need right now. Exactly. That, and that, which would be really good. By the way, you need to be careful who does the laundry in some households. Um, Go ahead. Ask me why. Tell, Tell me more. Tell me more. Well, when my ex-wife and I weren't getting along all that well, and, and she was off doing some other stuff, and and I was doing the laundry, and, and I opened up the dryer, and her clothes were in the dryer, and um, a six-pack of condoms fell out onto the floor. Now, <clears throat> I was fixed about 10 years before that, so I knew they weren't for me. So, and I'm just, I'm just kidding. And that's a true story, but, but, uh, I'm, I'm just joking in that respect. But anyway, uh, by the way, we're talking with, uh, with Sasha and she is, you are adorable. I, I just, I just love your work and I love your excitement and your, and your enthusiasm and, uh, all the things you bring to the table. And I want people to work with you. How does somebody do that? Oh, you're too kind. You're too kind. If you are a working mom, and some of this is resonating, if you're feeling like, yes, I have an endless to-do list. Yes, I am over my head with everything going on. And I'm trying to figure out who I am. Head on over to SashaXHome.com and you can schedule a free consultation. Let's talk. Just try. trust me. Connect with me. I can help you. We can do this together. You can get back to being the driver of in the driver's seat of your life. Let's do this. Let's do it today. It is so important. Your your life isn't it, the longer you wait, it's not going to get any better. So you need you need to fix it now uh so that you can actually, you know, the other thing is Sasha is that if you're tired, if you're overworked, if you're stressed, even though you're taking the kids to the soccer game, you're grumpy. Of course. Absolutely. And what do your kids see? And we always say, oh, but I need to do this for little Johnny because, you know, then he'll be happy. But then you're miserable the whole time. Come on. Who's uh, who's benefiting from that? And that makes little Johnny miserable. And so he doesn't want to do it because you're miserable. And then, you know, so you need to have the balance so that you can do the things and be excited about life again. 
That And that's what you help bring to people. Yes. Redesign your life. Let's redesign. Let's get back to who you are and who you are today. Because I'm telling you, maybe some of the things that what I see a lot of women say is like, but I've tried and I failed, you know, or I've tried to do something. And I say, yes, because you probably were trying to find and do things that worked for you 10 years ago. Because maybe that's the last time you actually were taking time to focus on yourself. And just like now, we wouldn't think twice about investing in an extra like kid activity for our kids or that extra tutoring or maybe that like management course at work to be a better manager. Why do we think twice about investing in our personal development? We should not because if you if you can't be okay with who you are and be growing and and liking life this is this can be such a miserable life if you hate your life oh my gosh yes and i'm telling you it doesn't matter like how rich how poor you are or anything like that being happy makes all the difference there are some people i've seen that have very little but their outlook on life is amazing and some people that have a lot and their outlook on life is awful. And where does that get us? Let's focus on ourselves. We deserve it. Don't we deserve it? If it's not us that deserves it, who deserves it? Because if we say our kids deserve to be happy, don't you want your kids to be happy? Well, wouldn't this actually in turn make your kids happy because you're able to focus on yourself and they see that you're investing into who you are? And, and also who they are. They're not interested so much in what you can give them. They want you. They love you. And they want you at your best. And the best way to do that is to be stress-free. Okay, there's no such thing as stress-free. But to reduce your stress, organize yourself, organize your time, and you help people see how to do all of that. Yes. I'm not here to say you will never have a to-do list. And I'm not here to say you will absolutely have everything done on your to-do list. What I am here is to organize and make sure things on your to-do list actually need to be there and that you have a plan for each one on how to get there. So that way you're set up for success and you're going through life making incremental changes and setting yourself up for further and further and further progress. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. You say in your work that you help people get ahead of their, of their uh, to-do list, which is really so important. Okay. I'll give you an example. I was having trouble sleeping last night because I was thinking, well, I've got his podcast at nine o'clock. I've got a podcast with Sasha at two. I've got another one at three and I need to give them this and I need to send them this information and do this. Had I done it yesterday, I would have been, oh, it's all done. I don't have to worry about it. Now I can go to sleep and have a nice relaxing evening. And instead of, okay, I got to get up at 530 because I got to get this done. And and so getting ahead of the to-do list is a big deal. Yes. Yes. But when we're so stuck in our reactive, we can't even see that up ahead. And that's why working with a coach, I believe, is so important. But don't get me wrong. Some people can do it. Some people are like, cool. I just need to do this, 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 and get it done and move on. But I believe we all need, we all need a little help sometimes. 
not just we need a little help, it's better for us. That doesn't mean that the strategies that I work on with women means that that's the only thing we do every single week is that we just see, hey, did it work? Why didn't it work? What could we do different next time so that way we can increase the chances of it working? And then when you feel like you're in a good groove, then we can focus on something else. But it's just the, the fact that we take the time. We take the time to figure out what works for you. So maybe, Kevin, for you, doing the list last night would have worked. Or maybe getting up early is an option. But if you're waking up and saying, oh, I can't believe I like have to wake up early and didn't sleep, then maybe tonight taking a look for tomorrow would probably be helpful for you. You, my dear, are absolutely correct. Because I was thinking to myself, well, you idiot. Why didn't you just do it last night? Then you didn't have to worry about it anymore. And But uh, for some reason, our in our mind, we're going, well, I got to do this tomorrow and I got to do this. Then you can figure it out. To, and, and But sometimes you need somebody outside of yourself to be able to say, well, why couldn't you do that last night? Well, because I, it, it, well, I don't know. I, I didn't think didn't think about it. Well, if you'd have thought about it, then it would have changed the dynamic of your entire day. Or just then thinking ahead of time is that, you know, like for you, if you're doing these podcasts pretty often, right, on a regular basis, just taking a look for the week and just scheduling out those emails. So you can just hit delay on when it gets sent out. So they get sent out and you just get them all done in the beginning of the week. That's another option, right? Like it works differently for each person. See, there, there's, a, um, there's the, a delay on my email that I can schedule. I didn't know that. So, see, that's that's why you're educated, and it, <laughs> it, <laughs> I'm learning this shit up as I go. Uh, stuff up as I go. So, in any event, we we've been talking with Sasha. And uh, you are an amazing uh, coach and you're, you're a wonderful gal and you have an open invitation to come onto my show anytime you want. Oh my gosh. That's such an honor. And I so appreciate that. I love our conversations. It's always such a good time. And I, I don't know about you, but after this, I feel energized. So I'm ready to go. And that's kind of what one of the things I do with women is I hear them say like, oh, I don't know if I could fit you into my schedule. And what I say is, I'm telling you, give me one hour, you will leave that hour more energized to get everything done than feeling like, oh, I have to go talk to Sasha. And I say, I have a money back guarantee. If you feel that it's ever like, oh, I have to talk to Sasha then something's not working and I'm happy to give you your money back because I'm here to make sure it works for you as well. You know, and that is a microcosm of life. If the activity that you're doing drains you, it's something you need to reconsider. If the activity you're doing energizes you, that's a whole different thing. Then that's part of your passion that makes you feel better. And that is something you need to pursue and if you don't know why you get energized by it, review it and figure it out because it, that's the sort of thing you should be doing. I, do you agree with that? Absolutely. And my next level tip for that is figuring out where your energy is during the day. Because some people, they're energized in the morning. Some people are energized at night. And then when you really have a good handle on it, you can start to schedule tasks during those times so that way you're working on projects that are most meaningful at that time where you have your peak energy. So things align and it just moves 
easier through the day. I think some you they'd be they'd be silly not to contact you, and they contact you by going to sashaxhome.com. And uh, by the way, one of the things that I really like about you and what you're doing is you're giving back, and you you give back to people, and they get to choose who you're giving back to, which is really cool. Yes. So unlike most uh, companies where they say a percentage of our, you know, proceeds go to these organizations yeah, yeah, yeah. that we love, I want it to really be something that you're invested in. So for anybody that works with me or any proceeds I make, then I ask them, especially my one-on-one -on -one cl clients, that's like one of our first sessions and saying, hey, what agency, what nonprofit would you like for me to make a donation on behalf of you? that you support because for me it's about the longevity so it's not about a one-time gift my goal in that is again having people think proactively well you know who aligns with my values or who aligns with the things i want to see different in the world so maybe it even then just encourages that conversations and even if i'm making a donation on behalf of them then they might then get the newsletter or stay involved or be able to still pass it on i appreciate you and everything that you do and i thank you very much for coming on the show today before we go i want to give you i'm going to step aside and give you the moment to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know Ooh, i would just like for anybody that's listening to know quick tip which is the fact that since we're talking about being positive a lot of us i feel like focus on making restricting ourselves when it comes to change and habits so we say things like i'm not gonna be on social media we say things like i'm not gonna eat that cookie today or things like that and instead i want you to think about what activity do you want to be doing instead so instead of saying i'm not going to be on social media well what do you want to be doing with your time do you want to be taking a walk during time as well because when you're do you, instead of eating that donut or cookie or whatever what do you want to be? You want to be eating healthier or you just want to cut down on the time of snacking? So what can you fill up your time with in terms of positive impact? So that way you're not spending your whole day thinking about the stuff that you're restricting yourself from that. I think that's, that's, that's beautiful because you don't want to do, you don't want, you don't want to say you can't have, you want to say, I want to do this. Yes. And that, that makes our mindset. Yes, exactly. Again, uh, um, Sasha Morozov has been our guest and I want to thank you ever so much for being here. And I'm, like I said, I'm going to send you another thing. You can, whenever you feel lonesome and don't know who to talk to, you can talk to me. That would be awesome. I love it. I love it so much. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you so much for being so gracious with your time. It's been such a blast. So hold on right there. I'll be right back. Thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of KMmedia.pro. Please visit our website, oddly enough, named KMmedia.pro for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to each other because each other's all we've got. We'll see you next time.